0: Good morning, it's December 19th, and this is To My Liberal Friends. This week, the Washington Post reported that Joe Biden and his wife are angry about his sinking polling numbers and is demanding that the staff do something. Joe is so far behind in his thinking that he does not realize it's his policies and actions that have driven his polling numbers to record lows. He insists in his own mind that he's doing everything right, and it is his staff and media that are at fault that the public is not acknowledging his true leadership. Democratic strategists are looking at those numbers, particularly in the key seven swing states, and they're in full panic mode. Everyone says that these are just poll numbers today, and things could change in a New York minute. But it is the underlying polling numbers that have them shaking in their boots. It is the lack of enthusiasm for Biden among key voting blocks that he needs to come out and force to win. No longer is the liberal media declaring Joe Biden the next FDR. No longer are they anointing him as the savior of the Democratic Party and democracy and the seasoned political veteran that can save the nation. More and more of them are pleading with him to get out of the race now and allow other candidates to move forward. And right now, there are only three scenarios that would have Joe Biden exit the race. The first would be shortly after the new year, he would announce that after heavy consultation with his family, he would not be running for re-election. If this were the case, he would cite his previous comments about being a transition president, and it was time for the younger generations to take over the mantle of leadership. This would allow some other candidates to announce and file before all the filing deadlines are passed. The second scenario would be for Joe to lock up the nomination by June and still see his polling numbers in the tank. He could then meet with his staff, decide it's not the right time for him to seek re-election, and announce prior to the Democratic convention that he will not seek the nomination. Now, that would create a wild convention that could turn into a free-for-all as various candidates seek to get the delegates to support them. And the final scenario would be that age finally catches up with Joe and he meets his great reward. Now, that would catapult Kamala Harris into the Oval Office and the Democratic Party would be in full-out revolt. If any of these scenarios, Joe Biden would have to make a choice on which, who should succeed him because he's raised a ton of money particularly among the liberal entertainment community. Biden appears to be turning a deaf ear to the pleas for him to step aside, and he continues to bankroll the money and declaring himself the only candidate that can beat Donald Trump. The problem for the Democrats is their bench is not that full. The old adage of the next man up is not working because they don't have a clear winner in that scenario. Nobody thinks Kamala Harris is a candidate to lead the party. Her polling numbers are worse than Biden's, if that's possible. So who does that leave if Biden does not make it to the starting gate? California Governor Gavin Newsom, anointed by some of the press as the future of the party, now suffers his highest disapproval level ever. His claim about the Golden State's peerless economy made in his debate last month with Ron DeSantis reflects either miscalculated dishonesty or utter delusion. Despite California's historic allure, Far more Americans prefer the hurricane swamp of Florida to the Golden State's natural majesty. California has among the highest unemployment rates in the U.S., is one of the slowest growing states, and continues to suffer a huge outmigration of companies and people. It now has a remarkable $68 billion budget deficit, brought about in part by an unprecedented exodus of wealthy residents. Even some of those liberal medias that are Democrats, they're moving out because money talks. The deficit complicates Newsom's policy of extending largesse to his biggest backers, the public employee unions. He has ceded support for his backing of social policies, such as allowing children to change genders without parental approval, all while fostering the highest crime rate in a decade. Damaged though Newsom's appeal might be, the other big Democrat pushing for the White House, Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker, arguably has an even worse record. Like California, his state has fallen behind in unemployment performing well below its Midwestern neighbors. Due to excessive expenditures and weak income, Illinois now places 49th in the U.S. News fiscal rankings. Both the state and its dominant city, Chicago, are in demographic and economic freefall. In 2022, over 80% of Illinois communities lost residents, with Chicago shrinking by more than 30,000 people. The state's also losing its tax base. Over the past year alone, Illinois lost three major companies, Boeing, Caterpillar, and Ken Griffin's Citadel Hedge Fund. Now, up in Minnesota, Senator Amy Klobuchar, she's made some noise about running, and she entered the primary last time around. But she has no national base, and she's really not distinguished herself in the Senate. Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer might make a worthier case for the White House run, but she too has baggage, some of it tied to her authoritarian COVID policies, which were among the most extreme nationally. Even her own husband violated the rules she set. Whitmer has not been able to resuscitate Michigan's long-suffering economy compounded by low levels of population growth. And her bets, like Joe Biden, on the electric car industry have been undermined by slower-than-expected growth, and the industry is now experiencing a spate of white-collar layoffs while EV and battery production continues to cluster in non-union Sunbelt locations. The state's dominant city, Detroit, continues to shrink, and it remains one of the country's most dangerous places to be. Now, I'm not sure who else would pop up among Democrats. Perhaps Robert Kennedy Jr. would come back and try to run on the Democratic slate, but his views on vaccine and some other issues are pretty out there. The bottom line is Obama sucked the air out of the room as the leader of the Democratic Party, and there was no normal succession outside of Biden. Maybe Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez might decide she's the savior of the party she would run for president. Now that would be both interesting and amusing. It's been two, my liberal friends. Thanks for listening.